This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. For more information on how they can help you. Hi, this is Erin Murphy, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, welcome you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that is happy to welcome back Moosey Dreyer. Moosey Dreyer, one of the few actors who made the transition from successful child star to successful grown-up actor. Moosey's screen career began around age seven or eight. He was the youngest member of the cast of Roe Martin's Laugh-In and worked steadily in movies and television over the next two decades, including such movies as Up the Sandbox, The War Between Men and Women, and Oh God, as well as countless commercials and a recurring role as Howard Borden's son on The Bob Newhart Show. Over the last two decades, Moosey has worked steadily as a voice actor in movies and television. He is also an accomplished director for television and for the stage, and we're happy that he's uh, spending a few minutes of his day with us today. Moosey, Jerry, welcome back to our program. Oh, thank you, Ed. It's great to be here. What led you into acting? Uh, well, let's see. I was five years old, so um, it would be that would be a stage mother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a stage mother. You know, it's funny when you, when you start so young, you don't even realize you're going into acting. You know, you don't really know that much about life at five years old. You just think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what you know. It, after a little while, of course, you, you realize, oh, my other friends or kids I know my age aren't doing that. So then you realize, oh, okay, this is a different, this is a different life. But um, what happened was my mom, I have brothers and sisters, and she put maybe three or four of us in, and the others either didn't like it or didn't like it. Somehow I kind of got stuck into it, and... Um, which is it's a nice thing. I have experience with being a child actor. And so, but I did love it early on. I, my first movie I did was called The War Between Men and Women. I, I played uh, Jason Robard's son, but Jack Lemon's stepson. And we shot in New York. We shot on Catalina Island. And it was just a, a pleasure. Um, Mel Shabelson was his name, the director. Mm-hmm. And they were just all so kind and great to me. And um, I really, really enjoyed my first theatrical experience. My first experience was a commercial, but my, my real acting uh, gig was a movie. And so I, right, out, right from the gate, right out of the gate, I just loved it. Now, when you're an adult, you have a lot more say over what parts you choose i mean you read the script if you if you like the story if you like the character if you understand the character if there's something about the character that speaks to you as a performer you decide whether or not you want to do it i'm, I'm guessing the process was a little different when you were a kid i mean I, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of the vetting your, your mother would have done a lot of the vetting but would she would at least talk to you and say hey moosey we're going to do a movie is this something you want to do yeah absolutely you know my mom she was never my agent or anything like that, but she did, she did, um, you know, kind of screen out things she didn't think that I should be involved in, um, you know, for the better and the worse. Um, she, there was one, one or two jobs where 
she thought it was going to be a terrible movie or maybe something inappropriate was in it. And then I didn't, you know, I turned the job down or they turned it down for me. And it turned out to be something great, and I wish I would have done it. But, you know, for the most part, yeah, she was the one making those decisions. I didn't have a father, so um, I have the one parent, you know, kind of looking out after me that way. Well, look, that that's the best we can do with, with whatever we do in life and at whatever stage we're doing at life. We make the best decision we can at the time, and we hope it works out. And if, if it's a part that turned out to be good, well, okay, you didn't get that one, but there are other ones. Right. That's the way it is. Yeah, I'm sure that there's an incredible list of, you know, actors out there who, you know, were up for or or turned down certain roles that we all know. And then you have to imagine that person in that role because it was theirs to start with, but they didn't do it. But, um, yeah, it's just the same, you know, when you grow up, there, you know, there are parts. And then there's parts you take that you kind of have to because of the situation in mm-hmm. your life you were in at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. I remember I, I moved out of my house when I was 16 years old, and I had to take a role to survive. You know, and it maybe it might, it might not be something I would have taken in a different part of my life. Moosey Dryer is on the line with us, as is his dog. What, what kind of dog do you have? Well, I, I have an American Saxon Terrier. His name's Ringo. And um, he's wondering why I'm not paying attention to him, so I'm letting the door open so he can go outside. Um, yeah, well, that's basically American Savage Terrier is a fancy word for pit bull, but um, I always, you know, avoid saying pit bull because of, you know, the rap they get. He, my dog, wouldn't hurt a flea. Uh, he's just a, he's just a teddy bear. Yeah. Well, whether it's a pit bull, whether it's a German shepherd, I mean, I'm not a dog owner, but I mean, I have family members who own dogs. I have a lot of friends who own dogs. And like anything else, animals learn from the disposition of the people around them. And so if you're a kind person, the animal is going to be kind. And if if you're not so kind, then that'll show. So it's it's a bad rap on animals. Yeah, I agree. I agree. (laughs) They want want to please their own. So if you... you show them what's acceptable and, and what pleases you is, is to be aggressive, then they're going to be aggressive. Yeah. So you have the right. We've, we've had a lot of animals make cameo appearances on our program. That's why I worked it into the into, to the rap, because it's a nice little change of space. Moosey uh, Dreyer, youngest cast member of Rowan Martin's Laughing, Howard Borden's son on The Bob Newhart Show, John Denver's son and Oh God, and an actor who also worked with such legends as Jack Lemon, Barbara Streisand, Jason Robard, Tim Conway, Barbara Eden, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., all before he was 10 years old. Moosey is sharing a few memories of his movie and TV career uh, with us today. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. You, you talked a little bit about the uh, director, Mel Shavelson, on the war between men and women. I, I have a friend who got to know Jack Lemon uh, around the time you worked with him. And uh, Lemon was a big star, huge star, but he was as down-to-earth as you could possibly be. And he said to Lemon, you really are a nice person. And Lemon said, there's no reason not to be. What, what memories do you have of work on Jack Lemon? I would have to agree with, with what you just said. I mean, from what I remember, he was a very, very kind man. He was really serious about his work. He, he, he's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he, he, he was one of those uh, really old-school actors, but natural. He, you know, there was a, I think there was a transitional time in film where 
you know, there was kind of a noir that, you know, there's certain staccato, the way people seem to want to speak on camera. And he, he was really, uh, he was really natural um, and hilarious. Like, you know, he was very, very funny. But really, really sweet man. I remember Jason Robarts being really nice, Barbara Harris. It's funny because I think I was five or six when I did that movie. And I remember so much, you know. I remember it, it uh, so vividly doing that film. I did a, a, there was a scene where he was walking me on the pier in Avalon on Catalina. And I'm, I'm supposed to fall off the pier because I'm up on the, walking up on the handrail. And he's holding my hand, and he let go for a minute, and I fell off. And I go, you know, when I and there was no stunt kid for me because they built a, like a, a bed on a platform mm -hmm. just below the camera frame for me to fall into. And um, he was so I remember him being so concerned about me doing this, and um, he really, really cared. Whereas, you know, yeah, there's probably some actors who are just like, you know. Just jump, kid. <laughs> he was a real, he was a real sweet man. He was a real, he was human, you know. Yeah. He wasn't, he definitely didn't take himself too seriously, and he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't a real like cold actor who's in it for himself. That that's what I remember about Jack London. Even as a young child actor, I mean, you you had two th you had two things going for you besides the fact that you were cute, but you always seemed to have a presence. You sort of had a built-in presence. That not all not all you know child actors had. I mean, you, at a young age. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this very well, but it's like you seem to have the ability to play older than than you were while remaining cute. You sort you, you sort of had the best of both. Well, thanks, Dad. I, I appreciate that. Um, I don't know. You know, I, maybe maybe um, if that's true, it's, it's because um, you know part of being a child actor. Sometimes, you know, you're not really able to be a kid all the time. You yeah. need to kind of be a little bit more savvy as to what you're doing. And, you know, there's time is money. You can't just goof around on the set. You have to grow up a little bit faster. So perhaps that's, uh, that might have something to do with it. But thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, again, it's like you're, you're, on the one hand, you're doing something that not every kid gets to do. But at the same time, you're not surrounded by a lot of kids. You're surrounded by a lot of adults. And so, uh, but, and, but, and the, and the amazing thing is there are no Moosey Dryer stories, meaning there are a lot of stories about child stars who, who struggle as they get older. That, that didn't happen to you. Well, no, I guess not. Um, I had some struggle definitely at one point in my life, but not the kind of struggle you may be alluding to, which is... You didn't succumb to the pitfalls of, of substance yeah. abuse or anything like that. I mean, you know, yeah. you... you, you, you... Uh, yeah. Well, but, you know, that's uh, knock on wood, never too late. No. <laughs> <laughs> Six years old, I'm gonna... That's true, I suppose. You know, I, of course I had my struggles, you know, when I... I um, I don't want to get too far into it, but when I, I moved out when I was 16 years old, mm -hmm. and um, I um, had already worked for, what, 11, uh, 11 years at that point as mm -hmm. a child actor, and my taxes were never filed as a child actor. So when I moved out, I had a tax lien against me from all those years of, of 
acting as a child. So I needed to, I owed the IRS a bunch of money. And, you know, I mean, this is something, of course, I would have avoided in, as an adult, but who, what five-year-old is going to go file their taxes, you know? So um, I had struggled and uh, financially there for a little while and what, uh, took a TV show, took a series, I guess I was about 16 or 17, when I, I took a series that maybe I perhaps I wouldn't have, um, but did it to dig myself out of the uh, IRS situation. But I... Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I never really. Uh, thank God, I never did the. Uh, I never had a world of crime. But I will say that some of the child actors that we know of that have made the news that do have those stories, you know, it's really unfortunate, of course. However, there are hundreds of thousands of youngsters who get in trouble with the law, but they don't make the news because they weren't child actors. Yeah. You know. So I think there for a while the. Bonaduce's and the Bridges and whoever else who did, you know, have some blips in their in their um, world as far as the law. I think that it was magnified because they were child actors. Yeah, and I and I think in your in your case that one of the things that helped you and sustained you is the fact that you worked steadily. Yeah. And if you're if you're able to work steadily and you know stay busy and continue to learn your craft, I mean that will keep you more often than not that will keep you out of trouble. Okay. Yeah, the, the work really, really kept me focused. Um, when I, you know, I acted into my, I, as far as on-camera acting, I acted well into my adult years, but um, starting as a, a kid, I do remember reading scripts, you know, before auditions, and if there was something like, oh gosh, I've got to do this, like, please, I've got to do this, I would buckle down and really, really focus and study and, um, you know, lock myself in a room and read the script and, and the scenes and make choices uh, for myself. If, if it was something like, oh my gosh, that's a Western and this and this person's in it, that's cool. I really want to do that. Um, so I, I really focused on my um, my child acting career. You know, that, that um, it always interests me. And the director, I always follow the directors around. Yeah, that probably, you know, against their wishes. <laughs> it was so interesting that what he or she was doing was always the number one important thing for me to learn, really, was just the direction. But I loved acting as well. So even even as a youngster, you, you, you had an interest in, in, in directing, at least in the back of your mind? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah, and I was on a TV show where... I wasn't going to come back for the fifth season for whatever reason at the time. And then they came back to me and asked me, what can we do to get you back for season five? We don't really have much more money in the, in the budget. And I said, I'd love to direct an episode. And they said, you know, they came back to my agent and said, that's ridiculous. We don't just let anybody direct. And then they couldn't find my replacement that they were happy with. So then we, had a meeting, and then they ended up letting me direct, and that's how I got into the DGA. Would that be the Reba McIntyre show? No, I directed Reba way years after that. This was um, Kids Incorporated. Oh, okay. oh, okay, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and for the record, that was the show. There's, uh, uh, it's not a knock on the show. It's just as an actor, it didn't seem to be fulfilling for me, but that was the show I took in order just to have work when I um, had to get back up to sea level in terms of my taxes when I moved out. 
Well, as, as we mentioned earlier in our conversation, sometimes you do things for practical reasons because you need to work or for whatever reason. And that, that is one of the vagaries of a working actor. And if I didn't say this before, I'll, I'll make this clear. You're, you're, you work far more often than you didn't work. And you, can, and you can make that claim for the better part of five decades, and not every actor can say that. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I was very fortunate. I have to say I was very fortunate to work continuously through that time. And I'm still working, so I'm over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a father of one child, a 14-year-old boy. And so, you know, I'm able to keep a, a roof over his head and... I never lose sight of that. A lot of people can't say that, unfortunately. A lot of people, their their dream of making it um, in L.A. has not come to fruition. So, yeah, very lucky. Very lucky. Yeah, I've two of my best friends down here are working actors. And they have told me, and I'm sure, you're, uh, I'm, I'm sure your other actor friends will tell you the same thing. If you're lucky enough to become, quote, unquote, a star, whatever that means, you know, that, that's a bonus, but all any actor wants is to continue to work and to work steadily. And, and as you say, you've been able to do that for 50 years. Knocking on wood, Knock, yeah. Knocking on wood. We're knocking on wood. We're very grateful that Moosey Dreyer is spending a few minutes of his day today. Moosey Dreyer, the only actor ever named after Yankees first baseman and one-time Dodgers and White Sox first baseman Bill Scourin. Moosey is sharing a few memories of his career Today, million-dollar question. Uh, I, I know that uh, Bill Scourin, you know, he hailed from Chicago. He played for the White Sox, obviously. Did you ever meet him? No, I, I never did meet him. I have a friend who some years back did meet him, and he signed a photo to me. And then he signed it, Moose, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is good. But no, I never met him. From what I know, he was, he was one of those old-school baseball players, you know, who were like, think back in the day they were drinkers and and athletes at the same time yeah you know he's a big guy you know and he's just so i don't really know what, what kind of man he was but i i from what i do remember seeing about him he was one of those you know old school whiskey baseball players yes yes well i looked him up briefly before before you called the day and um apparently wherever he went teams won he won four rings with the Yankees, and then he won a ring with the Dodgers uh, uh, the year he came out here in the 60s. So uh, he may have been a hard drinker, but apparently he, he was a good teammate and, and his, his teams won. So that's a good name. That's a good ball player to be named after. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it's been a challenge to be named Moosey. Uh, I actually keep it my whole life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, but, um, you could have been named Scourin. That's true. <laughs> We'll talk some more with Moosey when we come back, including his experience working with Bill Daly on The Bob Newhart Show. All that more when we continue our conversation with Moosey Dreyer here on TV Confidential. Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life, but it doesn't have to be. And no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. Their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost. Whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area, Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain. 
They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Front Porch Realty Group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. Front Porch Realty Group. They'll find the solution that works best for you. Want a free first ride with Uber? Uber, the mobile app that connects you with a ride at the touch of a button in minutes. Enter promo code TV Confidential after you download the app to receive your first free ride up to $20. For more information, go to get.uber.com forward slash go forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.